thanks for checking out the Long and Short of It podcast. You can find us on all good podcast platforms. Please consider following or subscribing. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Long and Short of It, the podcast where we discuss each of the games in the Metacritic Top 100 list. My name is Lawrence and I'm joined by... This is Dan, welcome to the podcast. You're having a little chuckle there, weren't you? I was, yeah. Off to it. A cracking start as always. How are you today? I'm alright, yeah. I'm tired and um, I've just uh, finished a workplace exam, so fingers crossed that I've done alright with that, but that has been really consuming my time recently, um, so I'm looking forward to getting back onto the games because it's been a real um, juggling act recently. How about you? been a time sink uh i'm i'm not too bad uh and any listeners might hear that my voice sounds a little bit strained i i I had covid again last week which has been um a joy i really enjoyed it number three was that Uh, number two um i'm not lucky enough for a number three yet but you know give it time um but yeah this time it was a lot it, it, it nailed me a lot more than it did the first time um so yeah, my voice may be a bit cracky and sound like I'm currently going through puberty um, today, which you know we've 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 just got which to deal is with the it. Case actually, which is the case. So you know we've just got to deal with it and understand that everyone goes through these things. So it's fine, it's normal. Um, but that being said, before this goes off the rails even more than it already is, let's talk about our game this week. So. <laughs> This week we are talking about the 2013 release by Rockstar North, Grand Theft Auto V. So Grand Theft Auto V comes in at number 8 on our list and has a meta score of 97. This is the last and final game that we're covering for the GTA series on the playlist. We've done, I think, all of them since GTA Did you say it's number 8 on the list? Yes. Wow. I didn't know it was that high. Yes, top top ten. I mean, low top wow. ten, but it's uh, it's there. And and interestingly, um, when we when we look up the the meta score of these games, because on the Metacritic Top 100 list, there's quite a few copies of games. I.e., uh, GTA V, for example, is on there quite a few times because of the different releases on the different consoles. Um, yeah. So, like I said, this has got a meta score of 97. And that is across the PS3 version, the Xbox 360 version, which came out in 2013, of course. You've then got the re-releases that came out on the PS4 and the Xbox One, which are about 97 as well. But then you get to the PC, the PS5, and the Xbox Series X, and those scores are quite a lot lower. Uh, I think even with the, the Xbox Series X version being at about 79 um, and the wow. PS5 version being in the mid 80s, okay. so this is um, it's an interesting game to talk about. Like I said, this this has been out since 2013 originally, and I, I remember vividly when it came out. But same as Skyrim, this has been re-released to the high heavens, and it was memed quite heavily um, when they released the the trailer at the um, the PlayStation. PS5. Yeah. Um, PlayStation event, and it was the first game they showcased, and it's like this is a game that came out in 2013. But wasn't it the PS5 announcement? Yeah, it um, was. Event? Yeah. 
and I mean there weren't very many games on the PS5 back then anyway. I mean not that there's a huge amount now, but <laughs> yeah, it's um it's had its fair share of re-releases and you know, I I was I was looking it up before we started and when this game came out, I think it was the most expensive not only game but one of the most expensive pieces of media ever made at the time. Do, do you know how much this game costs to make? Um 100 200 million. 265 million. Well, oh, not far off. And do you know how much money it's made since then? Close to billions. Six billion dollars. Um, yeah. At least. This is well, probably... It's the... one of the best-selling games ever. Yeah, it's. Um, I think it's the second best-selling game ever. Pie and Tetris? Yeah, I think so. But in terms of the amount of money that it's made, I think this is the um, the most well-selling well piece of media ever created i mean six billion dollars is that is insane it's a lot of money um and you know i think there are reasons that are in that six billion dollars as to why rockstar has kind of dragged dragged its heels with um with gta 6 which we'll come on to a bit later um but first let's um let's discuss what version you played for this uh this podcast so where did you play it this time um I did not purchase the PS4 or the Xbox One version, so I actually skipped that generation of the game. Um, and I bought the Xbox Series X version, um, played it on my Xbox Series X. And I must say, it was a very good version to play. Um, very smooth, very, very smooth. And it looks great, and I'm sure we'll get more into the graphics. But yeah, I was quite impressed with the te- technological side of it. Mm. I I played it on my PS5. However, I didn't pay for the upgrade for the the PS5 version. I've bought this game two or three times in the past already. I originally played it on the PS3. I think I then got it on the Xbox 360, and I've also got it on the PS4. So I played the PS4 version uh, disc on the PS5. So I didn't um, I didn't want to spend the additional like twenty quid or whatever it was to to get the upgrade this time round, just because. Rockstar have taken enough of my money with this game, particularly with the online element of it. But what's your what's your history with GTA Five? Um, we've we've gone into quite a lot of detail in the past with our history and our our fondness, I suppose, for this series. But where do you lie with GTA Five? I was super excited for this game before release, but not because I'd seen all the media leading up to release, but because I knew it was going to be set in the same area as San Andreas. Um, the only trailer I'd seen was the one that you shared with me earlier, which was that initial announcement trailer, which yeah. really does a, a good job of selling it's a great the game. trailer. Yeah, and and you, you you could even argue that the trailer turned out to be in some ways better than the game itself. Um, so I was I was really hyped up, but I hadn't seen much beforehand. I was more hyped about the promise of what the game could be set in the same um, place as San Andreas. Yeah. And um, I played it, I, I I would have got it very close to release, if not on release day. We would have been in university at the time. We were. I and remember I got it, it very PS3. well. Yeah. And I played it on the PS3. And um, so I suppose to talk briefly about my, my experience then... Um, I, I like I say I didn't know anything about the game. I hadn't read any reviews, and I was hoping 
throughout my playthrough that I was going to go from Los Santos to San Fierro and then on to Las Venturas in the same way that you do in San Andreas. But anyone that's played the game will know that that does not happen. And I found that disappointing at the time, but it wasn't the only aspect that I found disappointing. Um, so this this time, I think my, my view has softened, um, but at the same time, I've still got quite mixed feelings about the game. So yeah, that's that's my history, but I've not played it since then. So this was um, coming at the game from a very long gap, almost ten years, and obviously, yeah, and playing and playing a very um, superior version compared to the version that I played back then. Mm. Um, how about yourself? I I remember this game coming out, and I watched all of the trailers, and we mentioned just then the, the initial teaser trailer they brought out. Um, it is a fantastic trailer. You know, it opens with Michael saying, "Why did I move here?" Probably the weather, and you've you've got Michael, who's one of the main characters, monologuing. I also think I recall one of the other trailers that came out a few months later or a year later, perhaps with um, a bit more about the story and the characters, and they're playing Radio Gaga by Queen in the background. Did you ever see that trailer? No, never saw it. That's also a very good trailer, and Rockstar did what they always do with um, with these games and they didn't you know hold back on the licenses for the music there's a lot of good music in this game but I got my hands on this game again we were at university it would have been our this was our third year second year it was our third year I remember because I remember the house that we lived in and there was a chap on our course called Stuart who I know you remember who yes. had pre-ordered this game to be delivered on release day and I remember it very well because we were, it was a Monday night and we were out at our usual haunt on a Monday, which was Dalton Rooms, um, as they had the karaoke, which I was always all over, and relatively cheap drinks because we went to university in the north of England. And I remember Stuart was out that night and he um, he disappeared for a while and he came back and he had uh, he had a copy of GTA with him. So he went to the midnight launch. He did. Game. He went to the midnight launch at game around the corner in town because Dalton Rooms in in Lancaster isn't. Um, it's pretty. It's pretty much in the town centre. So he he disappeared. Went and bought this game, and uh, yeah, he came back and he was like, right, I'm uh, I'm going home to play GTA. And I remember I said to him, I was like, what? Because I hadn't pre-ordered this game. I said, what are you going to do with the one that comes tomorrow? He goes, I don't know. I'll sell it. I was like, yeah, I'll buy, I'll buy it off you, mate, because. The release of this game, it was I think it was quite highly expected that it was going to be sold out in quite a lot of places. This game was massively highly anticipated. So the next day, like we carried on with the night out. The next day I met up with him in the morning. I think I gave him 40 quid and he gave me the copy that had just been delivered by um by Royal Mail. And I remember uh playing it for the first time, and I think it was oh, I think it was on the PS3 that I first played it. I don't think he got the Xbox version. And do you remember I had that little room next to my bedroom? It was like a living room, but it was never really used as that much. Was um, that Billy's room? What's that? Was that Billy's room? Billy's room, yeah. Billy the weird puppet that we kidnapped from the drama store. Um, I put my TV in, in that room, and I remember you, I think you were there, me and two girls that we lived with, Kirsten and Beth. I remember playing um, the opening mission of this game, um, on, on the TV and just kind of being a little bit blown away because I, I thought it was brilliant and I was really enjoying it. So 
yeah, that was my my history in terms of when it first came out. You know, I, I got it on release day accidentally, and I've probably completed it two or three times since then. Um, this, this is a game that I've I've played quite a few times, and probably my most played GTA game. I'd say maybe on par with Vice City, which long-time listeners of the show will know. Vice City is my favourite um, GTA game. But yeah, so quite a bit of background with this game and I've played GTA Online quite extensively in the past as well so yeah a, a bit more a bit more experience than than yourself with this game um, and whereas you walked away from it the first time and you weren't weren't too sure I I quite enjoyed it so there are a few new elements in this game and one of the biggest ones is the character selection um, in all GTA games Prior to GTA 5, you play as one character. So in GTA 4, you play as Nico Bellic, uh, San Andreas, CJ, Tommy Vassetti in Vice City, and uh, Claude in GTA 3. This time around, they um, they give you three playable characters. You've got Michael, who is a middle-aged man. You've got Franklin, who is a young... <laughs> That's all he is, just a middle-aged man. He's just a middle-aged man. Franklin is just a young chap from the hood, and Trevor is a middle-aged psychopath that lives in the desert. Um, but with those very brief <laughs> descriptions, would you like to tell us what the story of this game is, please? Trevor and Michael have a history, and they are bank robbers. And there is a there is a, a job that they, they go to in North Yankton, and basically Michael has made a deal with the feds, and they're supposed to kill Trevor, and they don't. And they kill someone called Brad, and the third member of their crew. Yeah. So then, Michael, Michael's death is faked, and he get, and he goes to Los Santos, and he's living a very good life, built off of, um, obviously the the destruction that he's caused from this uh, deal with the FBI. Um, Trevor doesn't die, and he carries on his life, his chaotic life, um, living out in the desert. And Franklin is kind of uninvolved at this point. This is 10 so years prior to the start of the game, isn't it? Yeah, and basically you start the game, um, Michael's kind of having a midlife crisis. He's seeing a, a therapist. It's shades of the Sopranos there. And it's about all these characters coming together. It's about Trevor kind of finding out how um, Michael had betrayed him and them kind of reconciling their relationship and also about this this kind of father-son relationship between Michael and Franklin and there, there are heists along the way there are the usual betrayals and corruption of the FBI and all the tropes that you've become very used to over five podcast episodes of GTA um, they're all there and they're all present and correct um, and ultimately, you have a decision that you can make as Franklin. You can either kill Michael, kill Trevor, or you can all live. Um, <laughs> then there are some wrinkles to it, but that that's pretty much it, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, Grand Theft Auto's always borrowed themes and story beats, I'd say, from films, and this is probably where the GTA series and Rockstar North really went into that. Now, we made comments on uh, the Vice City episode where 
it's very, very highly Scarface themed on Scarface and you know nineteen eighties Vice gangster uh, stories. You Miami know, Vice. Yeah, Miami Vice, and you know you've got Ray Liotta. Um, who passed away a few months ago, didn't he? Um, yeah. You've got Ray Liotta voicing Tommy Vassetti, uh, and Ray Liotta's quite a famous actor for playing um, gangsters. And then with San Andreas, you've got comparisons to film like Boys in the Hood. Um, it's very highly themed on 90s gangland and 90s gang music. Full of and you know, an the all star cast. Yeah. You know, you've got Samuel L. Jackson in there. Um, you've got uh, names escape me, but you, you've got some you've got some big names in in San Andreas and with GTA Five. I don't think there are any major major celebrities involved, but you know you've got no you've got people that have got a background in history. You know the guy that plays Trevor, he's shown up in quite a lot of American shows. Uh, he's, he's quite prominent in The Walking Dead. Um, Ned Luke, who plays Michael. He's got a bit of a history with with being on screen, and I think um, the the guy that plays Franklin as well. He he's done a few bits and bobs, and is actually the cousin of the chap that played uh, CJ, CJ Young Melee yeah. in um, in San Andreas. So it's a cast of not unknowns, but you know they they they've got acting chops on them. Took took a bit of um, a similar approach as GTA Four, which didn't really have. Um, huge cast of celebrities in there either. The only real celebrities I can think of from that game were, um, you know, you had like the stand-up with Comedy, Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais. And, yeah, and you had someone else, another comedian as well in there. I think Snoop Dogg um, might have been in it as well, maybe. Oh, maybe. Um, but yeah, so whereas that that was highly leaned into with the older games, whereas GTA Five, it takes it. It's got its own story and it's got its own line. But it borrows very heavily from. I'll tell you what I think the difference is. Go on. Um, I think whereas those uh, those games really quite specifically picked their um, influences, I think GTA Five, you can see influences all over the place from all different things. So, like I said, you've got Sopranos. You've got a good thirty percent of it's borrowed from Heat. Big time um, Heat. The, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Michael Mann film. Um, and then there are other ones that are just hinted at. Obviously, you've got the stuff in the hood, which is uh, which kind of harkens back to San Andreas. And then you've got the desert and, and the countryside as well. So it, it seems to borrow from more and from wider ranging media than the other games. Would you agree with that? Yeah. I mean... But I mean, you're, you're, you, you, I think Heat's one of your favourite films, isn't it? It's, it's certainly up there. Oh, it's a great film. It's a brilliant um, film. I'm watching it again at the moment. Funnily yeah. enough, it's a very long film. It is. Um. It's it's a it's a very good film, and I think if you're a fan of that film, you can't not see the comparisons, particularly with one of the heists, uh, where you have to buy boiler suits for for all the guys and and hockey masks. It's it's there. And the whole setup plain. of the. the the ensemble characters feels like heat. Um, the fact that you can shift characters and it. One thing that heat does, which really, which GTA Five really does a lot, is you get these wonderful vistas of Los Angeles um, that you don't really see that much in other films. But it's a Michael Mann 
Um, it's one of, the, one of the things that he, he does in his films, also in Manhunter. Um, and here you get those vistas, you get those shots of, of Franklin waking up and you get the vistas of the whole city. And sometimes they'll just take you to places just outside the city and you'll see the city lit up at night. And in HDR on the Series X, it still looks fantastic. Um, and those are my that, those are my favourite bits in the game. I think with with this game, we'll, we'll come on to the, the graphics because this is a very um, cinematic looking game. And when you look at the themes in terms of the story, in Vice City, it was Tommy's story of of revenge. In San Andreas, it was CJ's story of kind of rising out of the hood and you know trying i uh i saw someone describe san andreas and i, I really quite like this as rags to jetpacks yeah true yeah it it, it is it, that's a good description it is it, that that's the theme of cj um trying to get from rags to riches or or, or indeed jetpacks um and nico his theme in gta 4 is very much um on regret the immigrant coming to to the big city yeah it, it's a it's a man who's who's seen a lot of war and is very bitter and is very um i don't know tired Much darker it is whereas gta 5 you've got the main story going on but then each each character has their own theme so franklin's theme is that he he's trying to make something of himself you know at the start of the game he lives in the hood with his auntie and he's um you know he's he's going around gangbanging with Lamar, and he's not really making much money. But by the end of the game, he's he's got millions of dollars, and he lives in this huge, um, huge house in the Vinewood Hills, which is obviously a, a comparison to the the Hollywood Hills in in LA. Um, what what would you say is the story of Michael? I, I think a guy that's having a midlife crisis that is coming to terms with. I think Michael, it's it's all about. He's kind of learning to not be selfish, and I think it's that simple. Yeah, I, I think Michael is grappling with what his life's become, um, and like you say, having a midlife crisis. And then you've got Trevor, who is a lot harder who to knows? pin down. Yeah, I, I I was talking to you about this when we were. Um, when we were kind of chatting about the game earlier in the in the week or last week, whenever it was, and I I really like Trevor. Tre- Trevor's one of my my favourite characters. Um, like I used to re- when I first played this game, I used to really like Michael, but as I've got older, I see Michael as a as a bit of a bit of a hack, a bit of a fraud. Whereas Trevor is completely insane. You know, he's a cannibal. He lives in a trailer. He cooks meth. Um, and he is the embodiment of like the standard GTA player that just wants to go out and, and commit, you know, genocide. But there's something very honest about Trevor's character, and I, I don't know. There, there was a real click for me with Trevor, and I maybe didn't see it before. I used to find Trevor as irritating as I think you did on this playthrough. But Trevor's story is. I think he goes. I find Trevor's. I find Trevor difficult as a character because. I find him incredibly obnoxious on his introduction. Yeah. And then he goes through a bit in the middle where he's not doing the wacky stuff and he's being a bit more relatable and he gets you a bit more on side. 
and then he goes crazy again uh, near the end and you'd never really see it from his perspective again towards the end of the game, the last third. Mm. Um, you stop playing as him, you're mainly playing as Michael and and, and also Franklin. And there, it, it, it comes across that, that Trevor's basically lost it and he can't, he can't get past what's happened. And as you never really see things from his perspective again, you don't get that relatability again. So I, I feel like his character is all over the place. Oh, he, he he's definitely all over the place. I think um, I think there are probably some deep dives online about Trevor's character, which I might look into because I, f- I find it really interesting. There's a video I was watching. I started watching about Trevor. It was like a 12 minute video um, from one of the YouTubers that I do regularly watch, and uh, yeah, that was talking about Trevor's character. Mm. So there, there's a lot to go out with this story, um, but th- this game started development in 2008, pretty much straight after um, GTA 4 came out, which which was released that year. but there are... Did it start after GTA 4 or Red Dead Redemption? It started after GTA 4, because Red Dead Redemption okay. came out in 2009 or 2010. I can't remember which, but apparently... 2010. Yeah, apparently development on this started in 2008. So they probably had a small team, and then obviously yeah, they moved the, the larger team moved across after Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, and I mean, when you compare that to the release schedule that's what for five years uh, after yeah. gta 4 came out whereas now we're almost at, at 10 years with no official comment on gta 6 we've had leaks um but you know i i think that's a testament to how much money this this thing's made because rockstar haven't felt a necessity to um to although do... rockstar did say that the leaks were of gta oh yeah 6. yeah they, they, they've admitted it exists but they, they've not released anything themselves where not officially no no so this game is the the sequel to gta 4 and we mentioned in that game that gta 4 which happened to be the first game that we we talked about on this this podcast and going back and listening to that episode now is um oh, it's hard <laughs> it's hard to listen to <laughs> um you know we, we were both kind of feeling it out a little bit and I wasn't particularly enthused about the game. I didn't really enjoy it at the time. the The thing with GTA, I wish 4, we played them in order because yeah. I feel like I feel like GTA Four didn't really get a fair shape because of it. No, I think um, well that was a decision we made maybe about ten fifteen games in, wasn't it? Because the first MGS yeah. game we did was MGS Two. Um, yeah. I mean, we can always go back to GTA Four and, and maybe look at it again. Um, but. My my main issue with GTA 4 was how clunky it was. When you compare it to the cartoony nature of um, the games on the PS2, 3, Vice City and, and San Andreas, Vice City, uh, sorry, GTA 4 came along and was very grounded. Trying to be very realistic. Very heavy, yeah, very realistic. And then GTA 5 came along five years later and the gameplay is, is very different. So, Back to arcade yeah, it's got an element of arcadiness. There are there are elements of realism in there as well, but it's very a lot clear. Of those physics elements were stripped back for GTA Five. We talked about that in the uh, GTA Four episode. Yeah, the stuff that GTA Four does that Five doesn't. Yeah, it, it removes quite a lot of things. But in terms of the gameplay, we'll we'll go into a bit of detail with that. But um, I mean, do you, do you think that GTA Five is fun? Yeah, uh, one thing I said to you, I think the strongest element of this game, two two things, it's very smooth. That's not to say it's the best playing game ever, but I feel like the GTA series has always struggled with a clunkiness. 
I think all the games that we've played so far have been clunky in their own way. Yeah. Um, I mean, going back to GTA 3, it's very, very, very clunky. Um, Vice City slightly less so. I think a decent step was taken with San Andreas and then a decent step was probably taken with 4 as well, had we played it in order. Um, And what you get with 5, especially playing at 60 frames per second, is it's very, very smooth and... They've finally got rid of some of those rough edges, for better or worse. Um, And what I think is very strong here is the missions themselves. Um, Very set-piece laden, very cinematic, as you said. Yeah. But they are entertaining and well-curated and nicely designed to kind of give you a rush. And they're the best bits of this game, I think. I've I've been watching a, a YouTube series over the past three years. Uh, I think the channel is called Dark Viper AU, and he's been trying to get through Dark Side Fuel DSP. Um, this guy has been trying to um, to get through GTA Five without like killing people or or killing as few people as possible, which has meant he's really pushed the limitations of what you can do in this game and how far you can move away from the. Uh, you know how far you can move away from the scripted path, and we've discussed this previously. With with I think we mentioned it in the God of War episode actually, that devs don't want you to deviate from the path because you might miss some of the pretty stuff that they've made. And when you're not in the missions, this is one of the most free, open world GTA games ever. You can do pretty much anything. You know you can go, um, you can go parachuting. You can go mountain biking up a up a mountain you can play tennis you can play golf there's so much in this i can't game. wait for you to play yakuza because yeah there's a lot of that in there so you yakuza has stuff, can't you? an insane amount of things that you can do and i think th- this is where there are two parts of this game I, th- I i do think that gta 5 is fun and the amount of hours that i've sunk into it since 2013 probably hundreds there's so much stuff to do and that's not even taking into account GTA Online. But I think there is a stark difference between the story mode and the free roam stuff. Yeah. And I agree, the missions feel fantastic in this game and as well as that, um, you've got a good checkpoint system in place, which I think was there in GTA 4, maybe not quite as fleshed out. But this is a lot more user-friendly and this is a lot more open to casual gamers i think but whether or not this game's fun i think it is as well say that again i found it to be i found it to be a lot less challenging than the previous games yeah it is it's a pretty easy game to play through isn't it um yeah and i'm not sure but i have a feeling that if you die in a certain area five times you can skip to the next checkpoint Okay, um, interesting. Which we, we've mentioned in a few uh, games in the past. I think that's quite a good feature because, you know, not everyone is as able as every other player and not everyone has, yeah, you know, the same accessibility um, to games. Yeah. So I think that's a good good feature in there. But w- were there any favourite moves or favourite things um, that you could do in this game? Um, I liked, I think one thing that, feels like a step in the right direction for GTA 5 is um, the underwater stuff has been fleshed out. Yeah, some so, stuff. Yeah, and, and it feels like a part of the world in GTA that you've never really seen before. Mm. You could you could swim and you could dive in San Andreas, but obviously 
it's a PS2 game and there's a limitation to what they can do with that. Um, here, you can go in the submarine, you can scuba dive and the underwater world looks really pretty and colourful and it, it feels like it expands the world in the right way and I, I like that stuff. I know that's not a move or anything, but it was a, a feature that I felt like was added that benefited the game. Yeah, that's fair. I've I've got I've got a couple. Like my favourite thing, did you ever um you've probably heard of them. I don't know if you'll have found any in your playthrough. Have you ever done anything or seen anything with the pe- uh, peyotes? So pe- peyote is a drug, isn't it? Correct. Uh, do, do you know what happens with the peyotes in this game? Um I'm guessing you go on some weird trip. Yeah. So I think there are 30 I think there are 32 peyotes in uh, in this game. And each one you take, you can take it with as any of the characters, but each one you take is specific to an animal. And as right. soon as you take it, you turn into that animal because there are, you know, there are a lot of different animals in this game. You know, you've got cougars, you've got little dogs, you've got cats, you've got fish, uh, deer and stuff. Yeah. So each peyote you take uh, and you can, you can track them all down. There's, there's a map online, it turns you into a different animal. So, you know, you can find one as, as Michael, I think it's in uh, like the back of this house, um, on a on a, a porch, and you can turn into a little uh, Scotty dog, and um, you've still got Michael narrating in the background saying, "Oh, this is crazy. I'm a dog," um, but you can go around like a little Scotty dog and just like mauling people in the street, and then the police will get killed and like put you down or whatever. Um, <laughs> but there, there's quite a lot of fun stuff like that in in the game, um, and as well as that, I quite like the easter eggs that they've put in there's a lot of stuff that you wouldn't necessarily find now you have got um as well as the missions you've got little question marks around the map which are called the strangers and freaks missions which are like little side uh side content taken from gta 4 yeah whereas you also have some stuff that isn't noted you know you've got um easter eggs that show up so like under one of the bridges in north yankton at the start of the game if you pull over and run under the bridge. You can see an alien frozen in ice under the river. Um, there's there's like a murder mystery from the 1970s that you can solve of this ghost that's on on Mount Chiliad. There's so much things, so much, so many things in this game that you wouldn't necessarily know about unless you really get into the lore of it. And have you ever watched the the iceberg theory things, like the videos on YouTube? No. So, do you know what an iceberg theory is? Um, give me a bit of information. So, um, it's used quite a lot in in sales in in my job. So, the iceberg theory is effectively. Oh, so what is, it, is it that is it? So you you so if you spend a certain amount of money on something, the hidden cost. That's what that's, that's what I'd know the iceberg theory to be. No, so the hidden costs are under the water. Kind of. So the the reason. So in in my job. Um, the iceberg theory would potentially be, okay, I'm going to go and sell Dan a certain item. Maybe he does or doesn't need that, but I won't know how high his need is until I dig in. And the stuff that you see above the water of the iceberg is the stuff that's obvious. I need to get this service done or I need this item. Whereas when you dig a little more and you do more research, the, the size of the iceberg under the water is so much bigger. And there's there's more reasoning for something, and and within gaming there's a, there's quite a popular trend on YouTube where people do iceberg theories on video games, and they're in different layers. So 
the the top couple of layers which is above water is the stuff that you like pretty much everyone knows you know like in gta 5 um there are three playable characters or um uh, you remember paki mccreary from gta 4 oh yeah he he's in gta 5 as a uh, unlockable character for the heists stuff like that but then the lower levels of the iceberg are things that maybe not everyone knows, like the murder mystery stuff, like going into a mine and finding a dead body and there's a story behind it. Um, and if, well, it sounds like you haven't seen it, but anyone that hasn't seen it that's listening that's interested, I think there is one on GTA 5. Um, you know, and in, with San Andreas, there was the whole mystery about whether or not the Yeti was um, real or, or Bigfoot. And you know, there's a load of unsolved mysteries in GTA 5 still to this day that are on those videos, and yeah, I, I just recommend them. Um, but that was a tangent. My favourite move is the POTs and uh, playing as little animals. It, it's quite fun. So, you mentioned earlier one of your disappointments with this game was the fact that you were hoping, as a big fan of GTA San Andreas, that you would get to explore Los Santos, which we do, but also that we would get to see San Fierro and Las Venturas, which which of course we don't. Now, this is the biggest GTA map I think there has been, and I think the only uh, Rockstar game that's beaten it in terms of scale is that I think is the map for Red Dead Redemption Two. But yeah, I think so. What What are your thoughts on the map of this game? So I, I know you've got a, a couple of niggles. Um. So. They've reworked San Andreas, uh, Los Santos from San Andreas. If you expect to see the same Los Santos as was in San Andreas, it's, it, it doesn't look like that anymore. It now more closely resembles actual Los Angeles. Um, I think probably the mentality was, we've got the technology to do it, let's, let's create more of a, a, a sort of faux replica of... Um, Los Angeles yeah I actually think uh, Los Santos is improved here over San Andreas um, I think it feels more like a real city and Los Santos wasn't my favorite city in San Andreas it was kind of the middle city for me my favorite was by far Las Venturas um, then Los Santos and then San Fierro but I would also rate the countryside and the desert higher than Los Santos um, but here They've, they've fleshed it out and it feels more like a city. It's got quite a nice atmosphere to it. Um, the countryside has also been reworked. There's now a desert in the middle of the countryside. And there's now the airstrip that felt like it was the same one that was in um, the desert in San Andreas. Feels like it's been picked up and placed in the middle of the countryside in uh, the Los Santos countryside, which is a bit odd. Um, so I think, so this is a bit about the map, but this is also about the design of the game. One of the things that I think San Andreas does brilliantly, um, is in terms of its story and its pacing, you start off in the hood, you start off in Grove Street and that very close proximity around CJ and then very slowly, um, the curtains are pulled back. And you can get you get to go a bit further. You can go to where the ballers are. You can go to where Big Smoke lives, and then gradually um, the curtain is pulled back further, and you get to explore Los Santos and the beach 
and then you get plucked into the uh, the countryside and that's your new area of focus and you can't really return to Los Santos and you get to explore the countryside again the net is slowly slowly expanding and then eventually you get to San Fierro and you're in San Fierro and, and the same thing kind of happens there and then you get to the desert and then same thing in the desert and then eventually the final kind of um, climactic place is Las Venturas and then you do go back to Los Santos towards the end but what I think it does really well is it focuses you in an area and every time you unlock the next area it keeps it fresh and it makes it feel very different like the first time you go to the countryside I remember back in 2004 um, playing this I remember thinking wow this is a this is unbelievable. I'm now in a completely different place that I've never been to in a GTA game before. Um, whereas one of the first missions in GTA Five, uh, you are, it's the second mission actually, you are driving around Los Santos with Franklin and Lamar and you see probably a good third of the city in that drive around. It's a big long drive around and very soon you'll be going out into the countryside, you'll be going out towards the desert um, towards Mount Chiliad and for the rest of the game you'll be circling this map and because of that I talked about this in um, another episode it was the MGS5 episode I think the game lacks environmental progression so you don't have that gradually unlocking new and fresh areas because you've already been around Mount Chiliad six times in previous missions um, that's not to say that it's entirely bad I just think the game would have benefited from having the story and having the pacing do that a bit um, but as I say I do think Los Santos is an improvement over San Andreas's Los Santos um, so yeah that's kind of a rambling thing of my, my, my opinion of some of the design of this game I, I knew it was bothering you so I thought I'd, uh, I thought I'd let you uh, take that one it, it, it is um, I mean the the amount of attention to detail in this map is insane. There is so much stuff, particularly in Los Santos. Like you say, this does feel like a bit more of a uh, a closer design on on Los Angeles. And you know, there are still elements from from GTA San Andreas that are here. You know, um, Grove Street still exists. Uh, Although you, CJ's house is missing. Yeah, CJ's house. You kind of go up to where CJ's house was in San Andreas and it's just like this other weird house um, <laughs> but you know the, the the attention to detail that they put into this game particularly like you say with the underwater um, sections and how populated that is you know you've got shipwrecks there's so much that they've done in this game that just looks insane and they really filled the map particularly in, in Los Santos Um I'd, I'd argue that there's a lot of stuff, particularly in the mountains, that maybe you could have filled with other stuff, perhaps. Um, and, and, and the Sandy Shores, which is the kind of the town in the in the desert where where Trevor lives, is um, I don't know. It, it does feel like quite a unique set setting, but at the same time, there are. I, I think it leaves you wanting a little bit, which. I think the size of the map and what's there 
they could have achieved that same effect, that environmental progression, if they'd just paced the story a little differently. Mm. And I think one of my problems is that I can envisage a better paced story that better utilises the map. Not to say that I could design that game, but in my imagination that's there. Mm. And and I, and I kind of wish that that's what we got. Um, well, yeah. it, it will be interesting to see, because we'll, we'll, we'll come on to... Um touching on gta 6 in a little bit but it, it seems like it's all but confirmed that gta 6 is taking place in in vice city and yeah. it, it will be interesting to see what they do with vice city because obviously with gta 5 they they really changed up what the expectations and what our memories were of, of um, los santos and san andreas from gta san andreas so it'll be interesting to see what's changed with their well, Vice City was tiny as well, so mm, it they, big. they have to do something to yeah, I'd flesh it out. I have a few ideas of what they might do, um, and I mean, from looking at some of the leaks, it seems like you know that the Ocean View uh, hotels are still there and stuff. From what I looked at, but we'll we'll um, we'll, we'll, we'll get on to that. So um, let's discuss visual and sound. You you said that this game looks pretty damn good in HDR. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it, so the, the colours are fantastic. They really pop. Um, I think the character models have aged. And yeah. they're the thing that, that looks oldest here. But the environments, the cars, the lighting, um, performance in this game, it looks very, very good. And, and, and it doesn't look like that of a 10-year-old game. And yes, it's had these refreshes that make it look better than it would have done. Um, but... There's, there must have been something about the original technolog- technology that worked and that they've been able to update in that way that it still looks good today. So yeah, there are times when you're looking out, out over the city at night, like I said, and you've got all the lights, it looks great and you, you kind of stop and take it in. Um, and and similarly, when, when you get the storms in the game and you see the light kind of refracting through the raindrops, it looks great great and it feels great um so yeah other than the characters which could do with a little bit of work i think i think environmentally it looks really really good yeah what do you think yeah i agree this is um this is a very good looking game and like like you say particularly with the changes they've made and i've, I've not seen on on my system i've not seen the you know the ps5 version or the xbox series x version because i, I played the um the last gen version for the, for the podcast but even then like that game playing on a PS5 system, it still looks fantastic. And I agree in that the the character models have probably aged the most. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're standard HD character models from 2013. Um, and, you know, they, they don't look as good as maybe um, Joel or Ellie does from The Last of Us, which came out in the, the same year, but... Well, we've just played God of War, and that kind of, in terms of the character models, that absolutely blows away um, at GTA. Yeah, um, and I, I think the character models have never been the the biggest part of of Rockstar's um, attention. Anyway, uh, you know, they'll they'll get like Tommy's iconic Hawaiian shirt, or you know, CJ and his um, his white. Vest. white vest and his blue jeans whereas the characters in this game are very much you can mold them you know you can change their hairstyles their if they've got a beard uh buy them different clothes 
you know that there's a lot of changes that you can make here but i think the the big accolade and the applause on the visuals of this game have to go to to the, the map design and the city design because it, it just does look insane and particularly like you say if you're viewing the city at night or if you're flying above it it does look pretty special sunsets also look very very good especially seeing the mountain and the sunset yeah. behind the mountain and yeah the, the sky looks excellent what did yeah, you what, you, what did you think game. of the sound the sound design um i, I there are some so i'm going to talk about the soundtrack a bit here yep um there are some good songs in there there are more than i remember but i also feel like this is a weaker soundtrack than mm-hmm. Um, Vice City and San Andreas I think those two had stronger soundtracks quite handily um, I think there's probably an argument to be, to be made about GTA 4 soundtrack versus this one what this is something that we've not really touched on but I felt like this game could do with some theming um, what I mean by that is Vice City was obviously themed in the 80s um, San Andreas was the early 90s and GTA 4 you had this perspective from an immigrant so you had all like the um, Eastern European the, vibe yeah all the Eastern European radio stations and it felt different because of that this game doesn't have that aesthetic of I, I miss the heat haze from, from San Andreas I think that would have added even more atmosphere to this game um, whereas everything looks quite clear uh, so technologically it's a very good looking game but yeah, I do miss the heat haze and I think it would have just added something extra, extra to it. And I also think it's it feels in some ways more dated than the other games because it was set at the time of 2013. So all the things that were going on in 2013, you see in the story, you see in the technology, you hear in the music and it kind of places it very firmly in 2013, um, which isn't from my perspective a a year that people were desperate to go back to 2013 i've Um, got i've got i've got a thought on this because i i I get what you mean the 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 big thing with vice city was the 80s music and arguably i think vice city's probably got one of the best soundtracks out of all of the, the series and there's some really good music in in san andreas too but i think because you and me were what were we? We were in our early, early-ish twenties at the time. I think I, I have a favorite radio station in this game. I, I listen to non-stop pop, and you've got music on there uh, like uh, who have you got? You've got um, uh, what's the band called that sing West End Girls? Uh, bloody hell! Don't know. It'll come. Pet Shop Boys. So you've got yeah. uh, music by the Pet Shop Boys in there, which is more 90s noughties um but then you've got britney spears you've got mike posner with the song cooler than me you've got um all of these songs that really remind me of like the early 2010s and i think maybe we don't kind of see it as like a big theme thing because we were actually living through it at the time and i think you, yeah, you could maybe. possibly say that if someone were to play vice city in i don't know if Vice City had come out in the 80s and it was thematically the same of what it was and someone then played it in the early 90s who had lived through the 80s and had been in their mid, mid-20s mid or whatever, I think they might say the same thing. Because we're not... Is there a fundamental difference, though, in that... Isn't there a fundamental difference in that what 
San Andreas and Vice City did was they were trying to recreate an era, whereas what GTA V was doing was it was just reproducing that era that it was released in. Yeah, I get what you mean. And I think it might be an interesting conversation to say if we played this game in 10 years' time. Because maybe we'd feel a little bit different. I, I, I totally get where you're coming from. I don't from. know, because we've already had 10 years distance from it. So I, I, I've got no problem with the soundtrack. I just don't think it's one of the strongest. And I, could, I think it could have done... I would have preferred if they'd gone full heat with this game, done it late 90s or mid to late 90s because heat was 95 um, and just done that. And you had this Los Angeles from that setting. And again, it's, it's, this, it's this, uh, this, this game that I can see set in this world that is slightly better than the game that we got. I, um, but I, I do understand that's a very individual thing. Yeah, of course. I, I think... In another 10 years time, we might look at it a little bit differently because if you, like like you say, 10 years has passed now, but the way I look at 2012 and 2013, I don't see much difference from 2020 or 2022. I I see them as quite similar. Whereas when I look back to 2003 or 2004, although it doesn't actually feel like it was that long ago, when you look at the music and the the media and the, the clothes that people are wearing and the, the the news it all feels very different and it feels very aged to the point where i look back at like news readers from like 2003 and 2004 in america and to me they look like they were f- like straight out of the mid 90s because it just feels so alien to me now because that amount of time has passed i i don't know what you think but it feels like th- i do think certain times age better than others yeah. and i think I mean, I, I look at it, you know, I'm a big fan of, fan of the Bond films. Mm. I think certain Bonds have aged better than others. Yeah. And some of them some of them now look incredibly dated. I, I find Roger Moore's Bond to be much more dated than Sean Connery's Bond, for example. Agreed. Whereas Sean Connery's Bond, you'd say, was classic. Whereas Roger Moore was very, very well, 80s with the flares. And Do you remember when I watched Casino Royale again? Um, maybe about a year ago. I, I watched it again about two months ago as well because it's a great film. But do you remember when I watched it a year ago and I was sending you voice notes throughout and I just couldn't get over the cut of Daniel Craig's suit? Um, and that, that film came out in 2006. Yeah. And I was just like, what's going on? Like his trousers, they're, they're so big. And his collar, it looks so so much bigger than collars that we have today. And even though Casino Royale... It doesn't feel like that long ago. Two thousand and six feels like it was yesterday, but you look you look at the the fashion compared to today, and it's like whoa, like it really threw me. Yeah, it's. So I think time time will tell whether it was a good time or not. Like you say, mm. um, yeah, I I found there was something lacking with it, but I, I know what you mean, but. We've got we've got a different perspective from maybe people that were younger or perhaps or older. Yeah, definitely. And it'll be interesting where we where we see ourselves ten years after Vice City comes out. Um, not Vice City, GTA Six. Sorry. Um, I want to touch on before we get to the question of the week. I want to touch on GTA Online because I think that's a very big part of GTA. And I'll leave that to you. Yeah, I mean, have you have you ever played GTA Online or done anything? I think like- I played it briefly with you back in the day, um, yep. but I, I've never really 
dabbled extensively with it. With it. So yeah, we, we didn't really dive into it uh, this time for the podcast. However, I've got quite a lot of history with GTA Online. I used to play it with quite a few friends. And I'll, I'll be honest and say that GTA Online has kind of it's grown past me now. You know, there's so much in that game that I just, I you know, I think they're flying cars and stuff now, um, which I'm a bit like, what? Because that game was always kind of steeped in realism of, um, I think it take GTA Online takes place about two years before the events of the story. Um, but I mean, GTA Online, it came out a month after the story released. They, they unlocked it for you in, I think, the October of 2013. And it's what you would expect, you know. It, it, it's complete chaos, and the, the 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 aim, I suppose, of the online section of GTA Five is to get more money so you can buy apartments, you can buy cars, um, you can buy more weapons and unlock weapons as you get higher level and buy more clothes. Um, and different people will play it for different reasons. I know that um, if you if you scroll for long enough on TikTok and your algorithms correct. You'll probably come across some of the the Grand Theft Auto Five roleplay stuff, which is huge. Um, you know, people have modded it and stuff to a point on PC where you've got um, people playing it as if it was uh, UK cops and robbers. You know, you've got um, BMWs made up in the, the same way that police cars in the UK are made up, and you know you can stop people. And there, there's so much to it. But the the standard GTA on, online I remember was probably the the early doors, you know, the team death matches, um, the original few heists that they brought out online, like the prison break, um, the fleecer heist, and things like jets versus bikes, where you had one person in a hydrojet and one person on a motorbike, and it was the motorbikes aim to get to the centre of the city from the military base, and it was the bikes' job to um, to kill them. There was a lot of fun stuff with GTA Online, and like I say, a lot of it's passed me by now. But I wanted to give a mention to it because the reason I that think it's a big part of why this game is so popular. I think it's the biggest part of why this game's so popular. I think I would agree. Yeah, I, I think it's the reason why we haven't seen um, anything from Rockstar about GTA Six other than their confirmation that it exists. Um, because, like we say, this game has made six billion dollars, and that is such a huge amount of money like i don't think I, I can even comprehend how much money that is of how much this one video game has made it's insane and it all comes from gta online you know a lot of a lot of that will be bulked up by sales of the game of course but the amount of money that people sink into this game buying shark cards which is uh the the the, the in-game monetization of you know you buy a shark card which has got maybe a million dollars on it and that'll cost you uh, like 12 pounds people have sunk hundreds of thousands of dollars into this game which blows my mind i think i've probably bought a few shark cards in the past like in the early days but i can't have dropped more than about 40 or 50 quid on it overall th through my lifetime with it but and i've dropped a grand total of nothing <laughs> exactly and you've got more money to show than me for it so there you go um but yeah i i, I thought it was probably best to touch on gta online because yeah definitely. that is the yeah. reason why we haven't got gta 6 yet and that is that's the reason why it's still in the conversation i think yeah and it's also the reason why we never got any story um dlc which they promised um because and interesting to know that um 
Red Dead Redemption 2's online didn't fare nearly as well as GTA 5's. No, um, and, and there have been like petitions and, and protests about Red Dead Redemption 2 online because it looks like Rockstar's just kind of left it to, to die a little bit because they're not making as much money from it as GTA 5, which makes sense from a business perspective because why would you waste time on something that isn't going to make you billions of dollars when you could be focusing on something that still is making you billions of dollars. Um, but I think that's probably a decision by Take-Two, who are the um, the parent company of Rockstar, who that's a different conversation entirely. Um, Take-Two suck. But let's move on to the question of the week. It's quite a simple one. We've mentioned it a few times in this podcast about probably, I think it was on my birthday actually, so in, in mid-September... There was a huge link of about nine link leak leak of about ninety minutes of um, well you can't really call it gameplay it's a testable gameplay of um, what was confirmed by Rockstar to be GTA six and uh, like we said it, it looks like it's set in in um, in Vice City it looks like there are two characters that you can play as in this game a man and a woman which will be a first for GTA you, Bonnie and Clyde yeah and you've never had a female protagonist in a Grand Theft Auto game before um so what what do you want to see in GTA 6 uh compared to what you think didn't work well in GTA 5 what do you think um that's a good question because you you know guarantee GTA 6 is going to make all the money in the world and GTA 6 online will make all the money in the world but what what do you as a GTA fan who isn't that bothered about the online stuff what do you want to see in it um other I than it actually come out <laughs> I I want to see a bit of a bit more serious tone in there. Um, I I feel like I, I I sent you a voice message yesterday saying um, I feel like back in the day Rockstar was this um, very cutting edge sort of young rebellious company full of probably young people that had something to say about the world. Mm. And I said, GTA feel, GTA 5 feels like uh, the bloated uncle. And um, it's, it's like they're trying to find things to say, but maybe they're not the right age that, that those creative people at Rockstar to say that stuff anymore, considering they've probably aged quite a bit since the original GTA games. Mm. Um, and a lot of, a lot of the, those senior people from Rockstar North have now gone. Yeah. Um, Laszlo's character is a great example of it. Laszlo's character was was the funny one on on the uh, on three and on the conversation radio stations yeah. on the older games, and now his character is just horrific. Um, just hate everything that that character is. And there are some missions here that I think are trying to be funny. And um, I mean, we talked about the yoga one and the lines in the, in the yoga stuff, and it just it just just completely misses the mark for me i just don't i don't understand who that comedy is for it just seems very 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 juvenile and i said to you it feels like rockstar has lost their teeth um whereas i i genuinely think in the 2000s rockstar had the sharpest teeth of anyone um, they had the most to say. They made some really cutting-edge games. Um, I know I've referenced this game several times on the podcast, and we will be playing it. Um, Manhunt is still so, so, so fresh. Um, 
and to me GTA 5 just feels um, yeah a bit bloated and a bit very very polished um, a lot of money's gone into it but it's missing something for me something that I can't really put my finger on what it is um, so I would like a more it doesn't have to be GTA 4 seriousness that kind of dragged it through the mud but something more serious with a bit more depth to the characters um, some of the stuff that was considered funny then is just not funny now I feel like we're, we're better educated now to, to to know that that stuff's not funny so for example um, some of the offensive content was taken out of the game in the re-releases and I think Rockstar know that that stuff doesn't fly anymore so I'd like to see a more mature game that kind of grows up with its audience um, yeah that that's probably my big thing I'd like to see a better pacing I'd like to see a game that um, slowly unravels its world rather than lets you go all at the map straight away driving from one end to the other um, and those are my big criticisms of this game really um, a, lot of, a lot of the actual story stuff not the missions like I said the missions are really fun um, but the actual story elements there are flashes of some really nice stuff in there some stuff between Michael and Franklin um, even some of the stuff between Trevor and Michael and, and, and Trevor and Franklin um, but it's few and far between and, and what I think the story is is this kind of wildly inconsistent mess of stuff that some stuff will work for some people some stuff will work for other people but I'd like to see a bit more consistency over the story um, yeah uh, so I think that's narratively I want to see more thematically I want to see more um, maybe a different time period that'd be nice yeah. but not obviously the 80s again um, but maybe something different something new but yeah I think I think that those will be my biggest things but I'm not I'm not going to hold my breath because I just I as I say leadership at Rockstar has changed I don't think Rockstar is that same company anymore um, they they released hit after hit after hit they were on fire they were like um steam was oh so so sorry valve was in in that kind of yeah era and i yeah i just don't know if it's the same company anymore and i think maybe um the big bucks have taken over mm. but we'll see we'll see i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get myself hyped up for this game what do you think i i i agree i i kind of want to see Vice City go to a different time period. For Vice City, GTA Six go to a different time period, but I, I've watched the leaks and I, I don't think it is. I think it's going to be present day again, um, just from what I've seen. But the big thing. Why do you think that is? Is in why do I think they've done that, or why do <clears throat> I think? Yeah, but um, why have they suddenly shifted? Do you think it sells more? Probably. Yeah, I imagine okay. so. Th- think about it from. Think about it from a, an online perspective. If GTA Five had been set in the seventies, they're very limited by what they can do in terms yeah, of I agree. adding stuff, technology. You know, you've got ferries, you've got ferries, you've got yachts, you've got submarines. And if it was set in the seventies, I think it would put a lot of people off. And I mean, rightly or wrongly, that they're a business, and they know yeah. that they can make the most amount of money by maximising their audience and they know that their audience is primarily going to be um, teenagers, probably more 
uh, slanted towards males in there. But they weren't always like that, though. They This is the company that, that released a game that was restricted in so many regions yeah. that... They didn't care. Well, they, they, uh, they've, and they've now got, they do. Yeah, they've got they've got too comfortable, haven't they? And I think my biggest thing that I want to see in GTA Six, and again, I don't think it's going to happen from what I've seen on the leaks, is I want to see them use a new game engine. Um, Rockstar has been using Rage, which is uh, Rockstar Advanced Game Engine. I think um, they've been using that since Rockstar Presents Table Tennis. Which came out in two thousand six. Yeah, I remember that. That is, they've used the same engine since oh six, and you know, as amazing as I think Red Dead Redemption two is, and anyone that's listened to that episode knows that I gush about that game. I think it's so good. <laughs> yeah. you, you like the use of gush there? Yeah, um, just the word gush. Um, but Red Dead Redemption two came out in twenty eighteen, and it still looks stunning. It's such an amazing looking game. And it had a lot of pushback because of the, the 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 tip towards more of a realistic realism vibe in terms of the movement. But well, that's a much more serious game than GTA Five. It is. To me. Yeah, that that's you know that 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 game is it's a character study, isn't it? Red Dead Redemption Two. Um, it is in a bombastic shoot 'em up bank robbery thing. But I think it's time for them to you know, try something new. I don't I don't think they will for GTA six. Why would they? Um but how can they? I mean how can you justify doing that if you're making so much money? Well that's it. And if you if you look and think of um Bethesda, the amount of grief they get for you know, they they've been using the same game engine I think since since Morrowind or or, or was Oblivion a new game engine? I think maybe Oblivion might have been a newer game engine than what was in Morrowind. But they were using that up until Fallout 4. And I don't know much about... Is it Starfield or Starcraft? It's Starfield, isn't it? Starfield is... Yeah. Yeah. That looks like it's a little bit different. I mean, that game looks like it's... I mean, it kind of looks like it's No Man's Sky. But I really want to see them just do something different and just take a risk. They won't. Because why would they? Like, Like we say, they've made $6 billion... Um, for a game that they've had so to So is do. the conclusion that the, the rock star of the 2000s that was literally on fire is gone? Oh yeah, 100%. You know, you and me were talking about it the other day. Um, one of the Hauser brothers, who is really the the leading force between the, behind the Grand Theft Auto series, one of the Hauser brothers has gone as lead writer. Um, Laszlo's gone, Leslie Benzies is gone. They were big names there. Yeah, and... I think Rockstar's now being pushed more not by the people inside it, but by the people above it, by by Take Two Strauss Interactive, Zilnik. by the producers. Yeah. And it is just about money. It's about what the the board of directors want to see and how much money they can make off it. So I I like Grand Theft Auto Five and I, I loved Red Dead Redemption Two. Probably Red Dead Redemption Two would be in my top ten games of all time, I think. Here's another question for you then. Do you think we're ever going to see another Rockstar game that isn't Grand Theft Auto or Red Dead Redemption? Mm, maybe. They might do another Max Payne, perhaps. Um, 
but I, I, I can't see them ever doing... It's been dormant for years, hasn't it? Yeah, Max that Payne. Max Payne 3 came out in 2012. Well? That was when we were at uni. 2012. Um, that was a very good game. Yeah, we, Max Payne 3 was decent. Um, I, maybe they'll do another Max Payne game or they've done um, some of the Midnight Club series, haven't they? But, I mean, they've not done anything with that for years and years. Oh, uh, yeah, I've not seen anything for, for decades So that series. Maybe they'll re-light one of their old IPs, but... Bully 2, finally. Maybe. You know, you you never know. But, yeah, I, I don't know. They, they make too much money off the Grand Theft Auto series and somewhat Red, Red Dead Redemption. So, as, as a company that is more focused on the money side of things now than on the, the fans... I feel like this is a really depressing way to end the episode. <laughs> it is. But it, it, it has to be said. Um I, I, I don't know. But yeah, I'm 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 quietly hoping that GTA six is good. I, I've said before, I said at the I start. I think it'll be good, but Oh yeah, of course. Not, yeah. Uh, I, I just hope that I'm not left with the same feeling that you had about going back to San Andreas and GTA five. Yeah, when? and it's possible because you love Vice City more than I do, yeah. and I really love San Andreas. Your game is San Andreas, mine was Vice City, and yeah. you were left slight, slightly disappointed by what they did to San Andreas and GTA Five. so I'm hoping that I don't have this, a, a similar thing in in uh, a return to Vice City, but we'll see. That game's probably two years out, if not longer. Plus, yeah. Uh, it's it's going to be a while before that game comes out, and they'll still be making... I reckon 2025? yeah 24 25 maybe um but yeah so <laughs> that is our it's been bleak, a long one that is our bleak um question of the week question bleakness thing so although what, what you're, what, i just just to add yeah. um as i said we will be revisiting well, we will we will be visiting at least one other rockstar game which i think will be a i mean i don't know how you I, i'm sure you'll hate the game but I think generally it'll be a more positive discussion about Rockstar themselves when they were willing to take risks in a, in a later episode. So mm. look forward to that. Yeah, that that one's going to be in your uh, in your top fifteen games, isn't it? It is. So, indeed. what are your final thoughts on GTA Five? Does it deserve to be here? Um, <clears throat> for me, I'm just going to say it it doesn't. Um, I think there's an overabundance of GTA on this list. I think there's an overabundance of Rockstar on this list generally. And some of their titles that I, I, I think are missing are not here. Um, but we'll get to that. Although I can understand why that title is not there, to be honest. <laughs> table table <laughs> but, tennis. Table tennis, that's it. Yeah. And I was actually talking about the Warriors. Um, oh, yeah, nice, nice. Um, so I think there's been a lot of GTA on this list. We've we've played all of them apart. From, I mean, we even played Chinatown Wars. Um and we did, the only ones we didn't play were the the, the side stories, the Liberty episodes City from stories, City City Story, Vice and also City the stories, PSP games, Battle of the Gay Tony, Lost yeah. in the Damned. Yeah, so we've played a lot of GTA, and and this is a good game. I'm not saying it's not a good game. It's it's a good game, and I had some enjoyment playing it, especially playing the missions. I think they're a lot of fun, but for me, it just lacked that something to say it's on the list of the very best games ever. I think it needed that something and it didn't have that. Um, so I feel quite 
comfortable for myself, and this is obviously a subjective thing, to say that it doesn't deserve to be there for me. Um, but I, I know you didn't enjoy it as much this time, but I, I suspect you're going to say something different. Yeah, I, I didn't enjoy this game as much as I did um, on my previous playthroughs. But I think it's just because I played it so many times in the past, and this this I think this is a good game. I think this is a really good. So, what game. didn't you enjoy as much this time? Can I ask? I think around about the middle of the game, when you start doing the missions for Devon Weston, um, when you know you've got to steal those cars for him, I think there's a lot of busy work that comes up, and there are highlights after that. You know, some of the set pieces are insane, like the mission where you. Um, land in a in-flight military aircraft um, in a little plane duster as Trevor. You know, there's there's a lot of wild stuff in this game and it's bombastic, but there are also a lot of parts of the game where I think to myself, oh, when I think about replaying it, I think, oh, I've got to do that bit again. Like on MGS2, I'm like, oh, maybe I fancy playing that again. Oh, no, I've got to do the bit with Emma Emmerich. Uh, no. Which is a big chunk of the game. Yeah, I, I think there are a few elements of that in GTA V for me. Um, but with that being said, I think it does deserve to be here. Um, I maybe wouldn't put it as high as high as it is. I, I think that, um, and we'll go into it more when we, we come to ranking um, these 50 games. Um, I think out of all of the GTA games, probably San Andreas deserves to be highest. Um, from a, like statistically, I think it does. Um, but if it was on more of a personal level, I'd say it would be Vice City. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think it does deserve to be here, maybe around the, the 30s, 40s mark, perhaps. Not argument for 50s. Um, but I, I can't see myself going back and playing this game again now that I've played it for what's probably the fifth or time. And I never, I was never going to go back to GTA 5. Um, and, I, and, I, and I've now gone back to it. And like I said, I've, my, my stance towards it has softened. It's not, it's not as, as, I think that intense disappointment that I felt at the time made it worse, even though there, I found some other aspects disappointing. My, my stance has softened. Um, but, I yeah I've got no desire now to to revisit this game um, yeah. again. I think I'm done with it for my lifetime. Yeah yeah it's um I'm 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 glad that I went back and played it one more time. But yeah I, th- I think I'm done. Rockstar pull your finger out. Get GTA Six out please. Um, <laughs> but yeah that that draws to a close our episode on GTA Five and our episodes on the GTA series as a whole. Um, which I've, I've enjoyed going back and playing these games almost in order. Um, before we <laughs> before we mention what we're going to be playing next week, because we've got a bit of a special one, um, I, I do want to do a... Um, I mean, what, what's the obligatory Mr. Bo- uh, Mr. Blobby insert this week? Have, have you got anything? Well, you've got, you've got something, so I'll, I'll leave it to you. All right, yeah. Usually we say an area where Mr. Blobby could have been in the game, but I'll, um, I'll give a, a, sh- a shout-out to a listener. Um, Sean who messaged us on Twitter uh, he forwarded on a um, a photo uh, it was a, a tweet um, of a mother I, I assume who 
put a tweet out saying, picks my kids up, daughter says she's made me something. This is what she's made me. And it is a photo of, um, I don't know if it's Mr. Blobby or Mrs. Blobby, um, but of Blobby in fishnets with some makeup on and it is dubbed Sexy Blobby, um, which... uh, (laughs) Which we very much enjoy. Which is an image you're never going to forget. It's not, you know, it wasn't the thing that I was expecting to see when I opened our Twitter messages and saw a, a message from a listener. I thought, oh, what's this? It's Sexy Blobby. Um, <laughs> so it, it gave us both a chuckle. So thank you for sending that to yeah, us, Sean. It did. Um, thank you for that. Would you like to reveal what we're doing next week, please, for Halloween? Yeah. Very excited for this one, actually. Um, so this is a game that's not on the list. But I think a lot of people would say that it should be on the list. Um, So as our Halloween special, next week we are going to be playing Silent Hill 2. Yes. Yes, we are. Um, I've never played it before. I've played Silent Hill 1 and I've I've played PT um, from Kojima and Del Toro. But yeah, this is my first time playing Silent Hill 2 and I know that it's um, steeped in praise and recommendation so i'm uh i'm currently f- so we'll do a a themed halloween episode and yeah we will be talking about the big halloween game apart from resident evil 4 really yeah and you know maybe we'll get a spooky blobby next week uh <laughs> who, who knows but yeah th- this one isn't on the list occasionally we do branch out like our christmas episode last year we did bully and our Christmas episode this year will also be something different. It will, won't it? I'd forgotten that. Um, but yeah, so next week is Silent Hill 2. Should be a good episode in line for Halloween. Um, as usual, if you want to reach out to us, send us any Blobby-related um, media. You can message us. <laughs> Memorabilia. Blobby media. Blobbedia. Um, you can find us on Twitter or Facebook with the Long and Short of It podcast. Um, you can email us at Long and Short of It podcast at hotmail.com. Um, Instagram, all of that good stuff. But yeah, we hope you've enjoyed our um, mixed conversation, I suppose, on GTA 5. Is there anything else from you for today? No, that's it from me. Bloody lovely. Well, we will see you next week for Silent Hill 2. And in the meantime, take care. Cheerio. See you on the next one.